Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. No Room to Talk podcast in the building. Today I'll be joined by the host of The Way with Jazz and Tay. That's Shantae and Jasmine. Um, two really cool ladies, smart, funny. We had a really good episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, with no further ado, let's get it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, people of the world. I got a special one for you today. I'm really excited about this one. Two really cool ladies that have decided to come through and bless us today and speak with us. So, with no further ado, from The Way with Jazz and Tay, I present to you Jazz and Tay. Hey, hey, <laughs> what's up? I hello then. Uh, hello everyone. Oh, you're gonna do the British accent today? <laughs> uh, I thought you know it's a new crowd <laughs> in front of company. <laughs> you know they've never they've never heard it before. <laughs> Trying to talk with a little bit of that uh, British talk coming through. Like oh, that. see, look, he's got it too. <laughs> Tay, you're the only one. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna talk like you you'll, know you'll, how my voice comes out of yeah. my body because. You're the only one that, that, that can't swing it at the moment. Accents and impressions aren't my thing. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, thank you for having us. I know I'm very excited to be here. So thank you so much. Uh, no, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So the way, what's that all about? Let my listeners know a little bit about what y'all got going on with y'all show. Yeah, so we're a podcast team. We have a podcast called The Way with Jazz and Tay, where we really bring kind of like our perspective and opinion on different topics in the world. It can be anything from politics, society and culture, relationships, whatever you can think of, we we will talk about. We really want to just bring deeper conversation to our listeners, between each other, with our guests, and um yeah, just kind of like get other people's perspective. I feel like Jazz and I, when we started it, we would have like these deep conversations, but we were always kind of in line with each other. Mm-hmm. And so when we started the podcast, we were really like, we need to find people who are not on the same wavelength as us so that we can actually have, you know, deeper conversation because that's really what makes the world go around. Like, make, um, sorry, it fosters better understanding. I don't think that we're going to get there anytime soon, but if everybody <laughs> could get in line with that, like maybe we can you figure know. some things out. <laughs> but, um, that's really what we wanted to do at our show. Um, we have a lot of fun. We do a lot of stuff based around music because we're both like really into music. And we also always do a review because we're always either watching a show, a new movie or trying out some new food. Mm, I was going to say, or eating some more good. (laughs) (laughs) Always eating good. (laughs) Um, And then on like day to day, like I'll start with myself. Um, I work full time in marketing for um, Liberty Mutual. So that's what I do nine to five and kind of how I got into this whole path of the podcast. Um, I would say like being in in the marketing track and communications, but um, really meeting Jasmine and like, having these great conversations and then just like coming up with skits and stuff was really what propelled and inspired the podcast, I would say. And if you tune in, you'll definitely hear that. Yeah. (laughs) We have um, the chemistry that we have is like, it's really crazy how we just, you know, we play off of each other and um, our energy with one another really is what makes it as good as it is. Um, but yeah, so she covered everything as far as, you know, podcast goes and why we do what we do. Um, but, um, I work in HR. That's my like nine to five. That's my day job. You know, I'm a people person. I help people. Um, and then, um, kind of like, why, why are we doing this podcast and where do we want it to go? You know, we have, we have bigger goals, of course, as everyone does, you know, we ideally want to start having more like, you know, uh, live shows. We would love to eventually end up and have our own like television show, you know, um, that's something that we really see for ourselves in the future. So, you know, we're working on building that for ourselves and we've got a nice little machine going. So it's kind of just a matter of time and just building that brand because we've got a good thing here. No, that's awesome. That's uh. Uh, especially like the chemistry that you two have. Like I've listened to a couple of your episodes and you 
guys really like play off of each other. You know, like it, it's it's really a, a good mix to see how you two play off of each other. And I'm really inspired to seeing like two ladies of color, you know, coming together, starting something on their own. Um, it's just something you don't see a whole lot of in the podcast space or in a lot of other fields in general. So I was really stoked to see, you know, to have you guys reach out and say you want to get on our show because um, that's something that I really do uh, want to push, you know, having uh, a niece of my own, knowing that she's going to be out there in this world. I need for her to be able to see that there are more strong women out there doing something, making something for their own. So that's why I applaud you too. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And we really try to do that with our platform too. So we love that it's coming across as that and that you're seeing that, that it's translating that way. Cause that's definitely, you know, what we, what we aim to do. No, that's awesome. That's one of the things uh, um, people, I know y'all out there, especially you, Derek, uh, probably tired of me uh, coming back and saying this, but you know, my, one of my biggest role models growing up was my mother. You know, I lived in a household, had my father and my mother, but my mom was like, you know, like I tell everybody, she's my, like my first friend, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she always instilled that, like, you can do anything. And I saw what she was able to do. Like I said, to this day, my mother's like the smartest person that I know. Mm-hmm. So I've never been um, a man who's ever felt, I don't know, a certain kind of way about like a woman who's take charge, who has, you know, goals set for herself. Like, I don't feel threatened as it were, like a lot of people for some strange reason do. But yeah, all that's to yeah. the side is like, <laughs> I can always like say, hey, champion somebody who's I know who's out there doing it, be it man or woman. You know, if you're doing something, and that's what I think a lot of people started learning from this whole pandemic thing is like stop waiting. Now mm-hmm. the time to go, let's do something, let's make something happen. Absolutely, especially with like the amount of job loss that happened, and there were so many people who lost their jobs and then turned it into something like an entrepreneur and. Uh, entrepreneurial endeavor and now they're like making way more than they were like pre-covid and it's like they're working for themselves yeah working for themselves and it's like that's it was if that's one silver lining we can take from it that's the one (laughs) you know like it was the time and the opportunity to just kind of like be still and get to know yourself again um and then push forward with the things that you'd been putting on the back burner because when's the best time to do it but then on lockdown Right. <laughs> it gave everyone that push that they needed. <laughs> it gave everyone that push. It definitely um, put everyone's back up against the wall. And like I tell everybody, you know, um, you can only go one place and that's forward. You know, there's, there's no room. Yeah. Uh, and that, for me, a lot of times that's where I feel most comfortable. Um, Cause I don't have the choice of just being like, well, I'll just wait for somebody, you know, to come along and help me out. You know, like, no, if I want it, I got to go get it myself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. all it's going to take. Um, and, and speaking of which, like starting starting the podcast, did you guys have like people uh, that knew you guys and was like, oh, man, you guys are great. You know, I, I could listen to you guys talk all day. Is that like something y'all had or was it just like, no, nah, this is something we just want to do ourselves and just step out there? I mean, I, I felt it was a I mean, it was a mixture, you know, yeah. like I know I definitely was very much like into podcasts and into listening to podcasts. Like I started really heavily listening to like the breakfast club, the read and horrible decisions when, when we started kind of having our like conversations and things. So I think that's why for me, it was kind of like, well, let's take it, let's take it this way because it was fresh in my mind as far as like, you know, podcasting. And then, you know, like Shantae, you know, saying we were cultivating all these great deeper conversations and bringing other people in and then kind of maybe like testing the waters of like, Hey, you know, what if we did a podcast, like, you know, around something like this or kind of like in this, you know, mode of mode of communication or whatever, and kind of seeing how people reacted to that. Like, Oh yeah, that could be cool. Or, you know, also I don't think a lot of our friends really listened to podcasts enough to really be able to say like, yeah, do it. I love podcasts. I think, you know, like, I really don't think that's something that, you know, and at least, at least for me, my friend group wasn't really into, it still doesn't really like, they're not really into podcasts like that. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I had someone like once tell me that I have a great radio voice and that's about Mm. it. But (laughs) (laughs) other than that, like, I think that that kind of opened my mind to the, like the possibility. Like um, I went to school for communication, but I didn't study broadcasting. So it wasn't anything that was ever on my radar until someone, so this person told me that. And I was like, it's interesting because I could kind of see it too, but what would I talk about? Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think it was like right around that time is when I met Jasmine and we started having these great conversations. And I was like, huh, something's clicking. It was almost like, uh, I want to say a calling. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, someone's been watching Manifest too much. (laughs) I don't want to say fake because that seems cliche, but it felt like it was like supposed to happen because it was like I had this conversation, then I met Jasmine and we started the podcast. And I don't know, like, um, it, it feels like a natural fit, you know, yeah. like, it just feels like, yeah, like, I enjoy this, I enjoy the work that we put into it, but, like, also the conversations that we're having and the people that we're meeting, mm-hmm. like, every aspect of it is really, what, like, a lot of fun. I like that you just said that um, you somebody told you that you had a great radio voice, because um, I don't think I ever thought about that, but I used to, like, I used to read, like, the morning announcements in school and stuff like that, you know, like, I don't think about things in my past that might have maybe led to where I am now and why this is something that I'm good at. I also worked in a call center for six years, so, that- you know, I know, <laughs> yeah. I can read. I know how to talk to people like I'm articulate. And yeah, it does. It, it really does make a difference. People want to listen to the to, to that kind of stuff. You know, you know what you're saying. Even if you don't know what you're saying, you sound like it. People are going to eat it up and they'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound good. Hey, yeah, that's one of the things like um, myself is like I'm always making people crack up, telling jokes all the time. And then um, I was giving advice to like friends and um, people like that. And they were like, you know, I maybe you should like actually talk. And I was like, I, who would listen? Like <laughs> who, who would actually want to be out there and listen to me just ramble on? Um, because that's what I can do. Like a lot of times you like give me a subject and I just start rambling. Uh, and mm-hmm. like you said, that's one of the things I appreciate um, now that I've been doing uh, more and more interviews and I'm starting to meet more people. And it's like a muscle. Like the more you, you know, you work it, the better you get at it. The, uh, easier yeah, things um, come mm-hmm. to you, the questions, the conversation, be able to, you know, create flow. Um, exactly. And, and that's the thing that I love about this is meeting people, you know. I would never come mm-hmm. into contact with you two ladies if it was not for me wanting to do these podcasts. You know, I'm starting to find people from all over the world, all over the country, and um, coming up with different conversations. And that's what um, No Room to Talk meant. It's like Because now we live in a society where even the conversation is taboo like so we're not even allowed to garner a new perspective because we can't even have the conversation you know right. that's you the know real thing. that is a very good point it's like yeah the whole point is to have these conversations so that hopefully you can enlighten and educate you know shed some kind of different perspective um but at the same time you're right on the sen- like the sensitive ones you know i'm gonna use the most recent obvious example the baby <laughs> yep you know yep you know exactly where i was going um but like even still in those conversations of like you know wanting to try to like educate even the educators have to be very very careful with what they're saying and how they're saying it and making sure they have all the facts you know because people are going to be so quick to be like eh, you were right but then here's where you went wrong and like like you know it's just you're right there's it's it's so 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 taboo yeah it's um it's really dangerous because i've had like um i have white friends and they come to me and they Ugh, ask me I'm sorry. Out of- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have my friends too. Stop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, they'll ask you a question. And if it's a true question out of ignorance, if I get upset because they ask a question, then we all lose because there was a moment there that I could have actually given someone some information. But mm. because I want to be right, I want to stand on my milk crate and shout to the world how ignorant this person was, now we lose, and we lose doubly for because now this person is less up to want to come out and ask those type of questions. Exactly, because of that reaction. They're like, well, now I don't know who I can, like, them thinking that you're a friend, like, I thought that I would, you know, be able to ask you this. Exactly. And now they're, like, you know, afraid. It's tre- I have to tread lightly now. I think that's a really great point. Like with all the protests that were happening last summer and just like the conversation around race and police brutality. um, I know like a lot of African-American people were like, we're just fed up with saying the same thing over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And I was in that cycle. I was like, I'm over it too. Like I want to just talk to people who like get it and like, let's work with them. But I also like was having a lot of deep discussions at work about it. And what became extremely obvious is like 
this is a teaching moment. Like, this is a teachable moment for everyone. Like, we can't give up on, you know, like those people who don't seem to get it because how are they ever going to learn? And like, maybe you don't have to be that person that's teaching them, but maybe we get your woke white friend to be that person. It's just like not giving up or being deflated because I just think that like, that's the only way again, that we get that perspective and understanding is to teach like you just leave them where they're at. They're always going to be right there, which is what we've been doing for years. Literally. Yeah. It's just because it's stepping out of their comfort zone and it's, it's the fear of like, of the, of the change and like understanding and people really don't like, I don't know how to explain it. Like when you believe in your mind that something is for so long or that, you know, something needs to be one way for so long and just to have to, maybe potentially shift your mindset or, you know, how you think about that. A lot of people don't like to do that because a lot of times that means you're having to change, you know, learned behavior. And it's, you know, it's more than just, you know, speaking differently about things, but behaving completely different as well. And a lot of people don't like to to do that or can't do that. Mm -hmm. And a a lot of points too, I think where we also lose is, and and people aren't going to want to hear this, but the truth of the matter is, um, when they want to be an ally, I think the point of ally, they go way overboard. Um, oh, with it. perform and, performative. Yeah. And that is a sense. And I hate to, to you know, burst that bubble, but that's also a little bit of racism because you feel like you have to come to the rescue um, mm-hmm. for us at every, because here's the thing. We're always going to have, there'll be racial things and then racially insensitive things. Racially yeah. insensitive things we can point out, but we don't really need to like, all right, we don't have, to, we got to burn down the establishment because um, that's going to happen, you know, right. and we'll burn ourselves out from every misstep because sometimes there are general like missteps that actually happen. Like somebody made a, a general mistake, but then you have stuff that's out there that's completely blatant. But when you have a force that's out there crying wolf at every single turn and people who are not even inside the, you know, the circle that they're trying to cape for it gets lost you know our message mm-hmm. gets muddied and I, I think people go deaf to what actually is the true situation that's going on out there absolutely right it's it's like the people who say i don't see color yeah but that's that's a problem and yeah and like you think you're being an ally you know but but in actuality you need to see color because that's ultimately what this is you're you're was, an, you're an idiot if you say that like if you tell <laughs> me, I don't see color I'm like we need so. you to see the color so that you can see the differences like yeah we need that um I was gonna say what it reminds me of is we went to a protest in Seattle in the summertime. Mm. And, of course, there was, like, I want to say Antifa, but, like, who knows if it was really Antifa. And then there was, like, the protesters that were a part of the black community in Seattle, and they were trying to do, like, a silent protest, peaceful protest. And then there were the group of people that came, and they started vandalizing stuff and torching cop cars and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I got so livid. Like, I was, like, so upset to the point where I wanted to actually like hurt somebody because I was just like, this isn't helping. You are doing more harm right now than you are doing good. Like there's no way you came out here in the name of black lives matter and George Floyd and decided you were going to start torching cop cars and, and stealing from Macy's. Like that is not the message that we're trying to send across and you are hurting. And to your point, it's like, that allyship it's like yeah I wanted to go out there and be a part of the protest but like you really didn't and if that's what it's going to be about stay home like we don't need that because when everybody looks at it in the news and the media who does it come back on it doesn't come back on you know that that subsect of people that were just out there doing whatever they wanted no it comes back on the people who put together the the event um and it just happens to be you know the black community of seattle and i'm just mm-hmm. like that to me is just absolutely trash like mm-hmm. and it's sad that people don't understand the way that they harm do more harm than they are doing good and to that point that's a very unfortunate part of um when we do try to protest in these groups um it brings another kind of element uh to the situation if people are out there who are just waiting um for the moment to be able to go like that's the only reason mm-hmm. they're for, you know they're opportunists 
Um, they're like, well, if I just see one thing. And when you deal with large crowds like that, there's always the deflection of responsibility. Um, someone yeah. is always thinking that someone else is like, well, okay, I see something going on. Well, someone else will do it. And then the next person is thinking the exact same thing. And by that time, no one does anything. And it just progresses to a point where it just snowballs. And right. the, and we're left at the end like, yeah, um, Black Lives Matter protesters route. Uh, but look at what they're doing. They're destroying their town. They're destroying. Right. They're and destroying when in actuality, that's not at all what it is. No. no and, and, and that's that's the problem where it, it, everything just gets so messy. It's, you know, mm, yeah. And. Of course, you'll hear like, well, if we talk about police brutality, like, well, what about black on black crime? I'm like, well, you don't really want to pull that thread because um, that is a mile long situation of why that is. I mean, that goes back years, but nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody really wants to take the time to dissect the situations of the urban black communities and the mm. rural black communities in the South of why they're in the situation that they are, why black on black crime is so prevalent. Um, because they've created in these spaces xenophobia against our own kind. Mm. You know, have here's like uh, a sad situation that I tell people a lot of times. Um, I can go anywhere. Yeah, a ton of white people. I don't ever look over my shoulder at once. Go to a different neighborhood, primarily black neighborhood that I've never been before. I immediately get nervous. And why is that? Yo, why is that? Because you know, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. a it's a true thing, and that is because even though we are our own brothers and sisters. Because of the mm-hmm. situation that mm-hmm. we don't want anyone to come from outside that may perceive to be better than who we are, we discriminate against our own. Mm. And we're more likely to turn our back than to extend our hand. Oh, my mm. gosh. Yo. That sums it up. That's, that's why we. Truth. And, like, that's why we have no support. And, like, that's why. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I think you're absolutely right. That's a very good way to put out it. Put a, like put a perspective on it because um i don't think i've looked at it through that lens before um but at the end of the day it kind of aligns or it really does kind of make sense unless unless it's something where you know what am i also going to get out of it you know what am i going to get out of it it's unless it's something like that tit for tat but you're absolutely right exactly it's it's all of the the things that have divided and broken black communities is so very inwoven in the fabric of who American black people are. Oh yeah. And number one thing is uh, I refuse and I hate it with a passion. Everyone knows this. Um, I'm not an African, I'm not an African American. I don't really know if my ancestors came directly from Africa. I know Mm -hmm. they have African descent. Because I don't see a space for German American. I don't see a spot for Italian American. I don't see a spot for Irish American. You know, it's no. it's funny that you say that because I've always felt like when you when when you say African American, I'm automatically relating that to being direct descendant of slaves. Because why else are there Africans in America? Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. But like <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> and that's the thing when those and that's the one thing that i tell people like you have to laugh because you have to when something like that hits you you have to gain perspective on but it. you're you have to but it's it. another it's another way of like I, you're right it's not oppressing us like keeping us down but still just like othering us it's another way to other us or specifically say like oh you're african-american which means you have you have to be direct descendant of a slave yeah. mm. and you know and here's another thing look at it like this and that was the case you wouldn't even have to say like irish or you know german you would mm. just say europe american there mm-hmm. you know africa is a continent it's not yeah. a country mm-hmm. but it, it gets thrown around like it's just oh africa no, there are mm. hundreds and thousands of countries, well, hundreds of countries inside of Africa. Mm-hmm. And another thing for all of you out there, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, um, the map is, the the globe is completely wrong um, because you can fit to us. most of the continent <laughs> like, yeah. inside of the continent of Africa. That's another thing that people don't like. That is, you know, that. you're absolutely right. Yes, because um, I like I remember growing up, I learned that 
Alaska was like bigger than Texas. And that completely blew my mind. Like, you know what I mean? I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't like grasp that. But um, when you think about like, you know, the volume or like the actual sheer size of it and everything like that, you're absolutely right. No, a- Africa is massive. It is massive. Yeah, but that's where they play it. You know, they just put a tag on it, like just tied up, nice little bow, set it on mm-hmm. show, you know. It's just like how they, pers- you know, how they choose to show Africa to us. You know, growing up, oh my, my ignorant self, I yeah, I oh, legit yeah. thought everyone was covered in flies, starving and living in huts. Oh, yeah. I'm, li- I'm serious. That's all I knew about it. And how ignorant of me, because now I'm like, really, this is what y'all were showing me on TV about my <laughs> my motherland. <laughs> no, it's so easy. Like I said, it's it's so easy for media to um to put everything in a little box and um keep feeding you the narrative that they want you to have, you know. And that's another reason that I love doing podcasts is because now, you know, the information is out there. There are actual people that you can listen to that um, are out there like true journalism, uh, not the, the news that you see on TV. It's like either I'm all left or I'm all right, and I'm going to keep feeding you what you want to hear, get inside this echo chamber, and listen to it on repeat and never mm. grow. Um, that's why you need avenues such as podcasts and new media um, to inform you of what's really going on in the world. Yeah, The demographic you're speaking about, my dad unfortunately falls into. <laughs> because Same. Same. what I... Yeah. <laughs> What I wish, and, like, maybe I just don't know, but, like, when I think, like, left-right news media, I think Fox News, CNN, yeah. okay? And, may, and may, I don't know which way am I looking on the TV or on the video, but, like, in my mind, they are both the extremes of each other. Right, like, right, 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 right. And whenever I watch Fox News, I'm like, okay, like, I came here to see the your y'all side, like, this perspective, but, like, I just, it's so far gone for me that I'm like I don't believe that but then same with CNN like it's if they're taking digs on um, conservatives it's like it just seems so targeted and I'm like I want someone in the middle of all of it like Mm -hmm. I want what's the facts like I don't want your bias opinion because you're a democratic um, station or a Republican station, I want what is actually going on right, right now, real time, what's actually being said, and then let's bring a couple people from each side so that we get, you know, what they're thinking, but, like, it, like watching it, I'm just like, I don't know how anybody could form any, like, real opinion because they're so biased. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why, that's why you have so many different, you know, outlets and people to reach out to now so that you can get all your different fair and balanced opinions but i need one that's given a little bit of you know what i'm saying (laughs) like it's just like all or nothing Mm -hmm. on one side does npr give a good fair like npr is definitely more left i feel like yeah they're more left but they do a better job i feel like at yeah it's being more inclusive of all news i guess (laughs) it's just to the point now but uh Here's like I'll tell anybody. This is me in a nutshell. <laughs> like, if on social things, I, I lean more left. On financial, business things, I may be lean a little more conservative. Here's the thing: if what you're doing isn't hurting anyone, I don't care what you're doing. Keep on doing it. There we go. I am not perfect. I have right. a dark sense of humor. I've laughed at some pretty sensitive things. That okay. doesn't make me a bad person. Mm-mm. makes me a questionable person but doesn't make me a bad person <laughs> hey it's like as long as it, you're amongst good company when those <laughs> incidents <laughs> may or may right. not occur right you, exactly <laughs> you know, and that's the thing like like you can't even have a, a comedic Fun. moment i gotcha to make a joke because i'm talking about a a creature of being that doesn't exist and i put them in a horrific situation it is the absurdity of the story that is there for a laugh. Of course, we wouldn't want any of these things to actually happen to a real person. Mm. But when you're able to spin it and elaborate on it with a, a punchline, that's what makes that's what makes it funny. You know, because we need we need to have that in this world. You need to be able to laugh at the absurdity of life, because mm. if you don't, we're just going to walk around at these gray, empty husk with nothing inside to give to anyone. 
Amen, sir. Amen. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so strange. It's like, I, I don't understand why the, like, and I'm letting you know, people, like, when the pendulum swings all the way to one side, it's inevitably going to swing back the other way. And yep. you might not want what you get on the other side of that. I can promise you that. We'll and have a turntables. Turntable. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> because I did not get a moment to speak about this when it happened, but I know y'all spoke a little bit about it. Um, as we all know, the Olympics are going on right now. Yes. yes. Pandemic, Olympics, whatever. How you you know. Um, right. <laughs> but the Panolympics. <laughs> pan, pan Olympics. Um, so, so Simone Biles, um, mm. she had she had chosen to take herself out of the uh, team competition, and the media just turned on her. Like Ate her up. She was like America's darling, mm-hmm. and, they, and as soon as she, and there's the thing, I don't know how many people out there are flipping around 12, 13 feet in the air, not knowing, okay, if down, down, or up, up, can I really pull this off without killing myself? But yet everyone's got an opinion. And then days later you find like out. Like Shantae, I'm sorry, Shantae cannot wait. She's like, mm-hmm, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. She has been taken off her medication at this right. time. And but nobody's you know comes back to say, you know, perhaps we were a little harsh. No, they just gloss over it, let right. it go. You know, say these, you know, spiteful, mean things and just be like okay with it. Right. Here's here's the gag. Every one of these people was sitting on their couch with a bowl of popcorn in their lap underneath some blankets, cold up with their dogs, talking about, oh, how dare she? What a disgrace to America. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, really? Really? You guys? This like, is-, is it even that serious? Like, really? It happens every four years. Honestly, they should have canceled it this year. I, I just really don't understand what everybody's so upset about. Like... It's not your bag. She messed up. It's not your team that like, I mean, I guess team USA, but like in the grand scheme, like, did it matter that she withdrew? And like, why are you so upset? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand the upsetness. Like, it doesn't even make sense for people to be like, so offended and just like, almost disgusted with her. Well, and just she decided to take care of herself. Like, so like literally the judges before and other you know events have said like she does really hard uh tricks and stunts and all this and we won't even score her fairly because we think that the tricks she does if someone else who's not at her caliber does them will hurt themselves so then we come to the olympic stage and she's like i don't think i can actually hack it I might hurt myself. They're like, oh, boo, Simone, we wanted you to come out with a neck injury. Right. What did you want from her? I don't understand because, like, really, like, if she had performed poorly and stayed in, everybody would have been mad. She left, they would have been mad. Like, the only way that everybody would have been happy is if she had ended up like uh, Carrie Strug and, like, had hurt herself and then still come out a gold medalist. I'm just going to say, and then then continue to perform through her injury. (laughs) Which is actually trash. Yeah. No, I just... Like, for Carrie Strug, that was abuse, people. What we were watching... Yeah, literally. Yeah. And just how how insensitive can you be? I know that, like, regardless of you being on the level of an Olympic athlete, we all have really bad days you we all have you know i call them heavy backpack days you know they're just everything the weight of the world you're feeling it you know you could just have you know your your coffee didn't turn out right in the morning and then you left you you know you locked you locked yourself out your house because you left your key like you know just everything's day over you feel me like yes you know and it's just (laughs) like you all have those days where literally you just cannot and you just don't feel like it or you know you just have a you know you need a mental break you really need to and the fact that we cannot be sympathetic or understanding of that to her um regardless of what we you know and we also know you know she's very public you know her life is very public what goes on in her life is public we all know the stuff that she deals with outside of this and we still can't be empathetic or some you know sympathetic and understanding that no, this yeah, is for I'm, America. I'm on my, I'm on the world stage right now. And then to find out that her aunt suddenly passed away. But no, but no, Simone, you need to finish. You're for America. Here. This is what you came to do. Now finish. Mm-hmm. I just I'm can't. over it. I'm sorry. It's funny. <laughs> you we 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 just 
we just went in on this on our show the other day, actually, and we're clearly still very upset about it. Yeah, triggered. Yeah, it's the thing. It's like you will never live up to the vision that someone's else has for like their moral standard for you. Um, Mm. There are fans out there and then there are stands out here. And what the stands need to understand is the person that you're bigging up, the person that you aspire to be like the person that you put on that pedestal, they're still human. Um, Mm -hmm. And you cannot make them more than human. That is that is something that I think a lot of people fail to understand yeah. when it comes to this fandom that they have with, you know, movie stars, entertainers, etc. These are people like you cannot mm. blindly put all of your faith and all of your morality and the morality that a lot of time they hold these people to aren't even the types of standards that they're setting for themselves. They hold themselves. Right. Literally. Literally. Like Like, how often are some of these people even working out? Exactly. You can't even do a cartwheel. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. Like I can't. (laughs) Um, No, I, I, I completely agree. At the end of the day, we are literally all humans. Some of us just, you know, have a little bit more, of, of attention on us than the others um i, I was listening to uh, i have this really stupid crush on sean mendez i don't know if you know who that is I, I love him and i was listening to he has this song with justin bieber called monster and the song is, is basically talking about that like you know like you know, Justin Bieber was like 15, 16 when he rose to fame. And he's like, y'all put me on this pedestal. Y'all made me this role model. And I was over here just trying to like be a teenager and grow up. And like, I loved making, I love making music. This is my passion. Like I'm talented. This is what I did. But like, I didn't ask for all this other stuff, guys. Like, I'm sorry, but, and now I'm, and now I'm the monster because I've let y'all down because you guys have put me on this pedestal that I didn't ask for. Here's the thing. <laughs> Any of these people who feel let down by Justin Bieber should consider themselves lucky because I know at 15, if you'd given me the money and fame that he had, you would see a true monster. Like I'm you not, feel <laughs> me? Yo, I say that all lie. the. Look at Chris Brown. He was around the same age, and look at this Sheesh. poor man. <laughs> Hello. That, that is something that you can't understand. It's like people look at you and burst into tears. Like you don't understand what that's like. Like, I mean, I do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh, so. Speak for yourselves. No, I'm just kidding. Risen in, in fandom and fame out there. Okay. <laughs> I just think of, you know, Michael Jackson. Remember that clip of him just, all he did was come out stage and like put his hands out. And people are crying, fainting, hyperventilating. He didn't say a word. He didn't even sing yet. He literally just stood there as Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's probably all he really needed to do. He could have gone home after that. I, like, I, I don't get it. Like I've like I've never like I've I'm I'm fans of different people, but I'm not to the point of uh matter of fact, okay, so like I'm, I'm a huge Sorry, sports a good fan. Laugh. Huge sports fan. <laughs> I was in LAX one day one day and I was like always I was like gonna run into somebody you know famous from here in lax airport i'm pretty sure who knows and um for those of you who don't know uh ladanian tomlinson uh used to be the running back for the um san diego chargers uh hall of famer and i'm there in the airport and i see him and he sees me and i know i was like i know who that is and he knows that you know exactly <laughs> and I'm like, he's like god damn <laughs> and he just gave me that look and i was like yeah nah Today is not the day he wants to be run up on. So, but he knows that I know. Yeah, right, right, right. You just give him like a little and let him live. I was like, nah, I ain't gonna be right. I'm not gonna be a story for him to tell uh, in the Uber on the way back to wherever he's going about this crazy guy that ran up on me at my terminal (laughs) while I was at the airport. Like, I'm not gonna be that guy. See, but that's nice. Like, and that's a good. A lot of people should take hints and cues like that. Like, you know, Shantae and I would love. We have this saying, you know, read the room. Uh, can we cuss on here? I don't oh, yeah. know. Go for Absolutely. It, okay. Read the room, fucko. <laughs> <laughs> That's like our, we, it's, it's on this TV show that we saw and it's been like our thing ever since. And it's one of those things where like, absolutely just like, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Like you're dealing with celebrities, even just, you know, friends in general and just read the room. You, you know, energy, you know, when, when is the right time and you know, when is the wrong time. And right. 
when they're yeah. with their kids, hell no. When they're at dinner, <laughs> hell no. In the bathroom, fuck Absolutely no. Absolutely no. <laughs> Come on. Those are no. like, like, if you happen to see them and it looks like they're in a hurry, guess what? They're probably in a hurry. So for you in to a jump hurry, in their right, way, right. no. You know, think about yeah. it first. Because here's the thing. You're going to get let down. Because when they tell you to fuck off, you're going to be like, I can't believe he was so rude to me. He told me and then now you ha- And then now you have this negative story. You know, it's funny. I've seen that actually one with like, I think it was like Seth Rogen or like Jonah Hill or something. And somebody was like, oh, yeah, no, he like refused to take a photo with me. And he was just really rude and short and blah, blah, blah. And the guy like he like took this on Twitter. And I think Seth Rogen or like Jonah Hill happened to see it and was like, hey, actually, um, I was more than happy to stop and say hello, but I did tell you that like I was low on time. I didn't have time to like take a picture. You were trying to like basically he was like you were doing way too much. Like I said <laughs> hi, I said hi, nice to meet you and thank you. And I would have loved to just kept it pushing. Like, and now and now you're on Twitter calling me an asshole. <laughs> right. I mean, like I right. to tell people, I man, you keep on somebody's gonna put hands on you one day. I mean, and again, mm. that's what you really want. So you can get them in litigation and be like, look, I sued such and such. But there's the thing. The baby. Like, yeah. No, nah, baby just like, does too much. Just knocking dudes out in the middle of Macy. It's just there's, like- <laughs> right. You don't have to do much to get the baby to put hands on you. <laughs> you just look at him wrong. You know, put your cell phone in his face. In his face, literally. <laughs> oh, man. He really disrespected that girl with that one. Um Baby just does way too much, but you know we <laughs> we used to love this man. Like we were hardcore the baby fans. We loved him. I still and then, to his music. Here's the thing: he came on in the club last <laughs> night, and I was dancing, you know, without even realizing who it was. And I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, uh uh, DJ, cut, cut it, <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> I mean, he apologized, right? Like his publicist, publicist apologized yeah. for him, right? And signed <laughs> his name. <laughs> Somebody needed to because it wasn't getting any better. You no. know damn well, the baby didn't know half the words that were in that release that he put out. Not at all. Like that was. And then had and then signed it, the baby didn't even sign it. Didn't even what's his name? Didn't even sign it, Jonathan. Yeah, he did. It was like so beautifully well written that it said the baby. I would have said I would have said Jonathan, aka the baby. You know this. This requires a yeah. I don't, mm -mm. sir. All right. Also, like okay, so you you guys are into music. Um, I know some of my listeners listen. So, um, also a Canadian guy. Um, I love the Trey songs. I love listening to this joke. And Megan the Stallion, so like, he, uh, so now is it like did he shoot it? Meg or did he not shoot Meg or is Meg Tor- out here? I, you mean Tory Lanez? Yes, Tory Lanez. Tory, <laughs> I don't really know what has happened. I'm sorry, but this is- something happened. <laughs> like, are we like something happened that night? Okay, yeah. So, because here's the th- here's the other thing, and here's how we know for sure that him claiming nothing happened is a is a damn lie because remember how the baby brought uh, him out at his set. Yes. Tory Lanez was not a paid artist. He was not paid to perform at that event. So he literally just brought him out there as like a big F you to Meg, knowing that Megan was also going to be there and knowing that there was a restraining order against. I was going to say, I think he wasn't paid because there's a restraining order. So they couldn't have he wasn't yeah they yeah, exactly they could not hire him to be a performer there because of that i also want to know how you get a restraining order without proof <laughs> that someone is dangerous excuse me there is so much that went on in and around <laughs> this whole situation <laughs> like she shot in the foot and then it was shot in both feet and then it was glass in the feet and then it was like yeah there was no residue on trey's hands but couldn't find right. a gun uh, the witnesses in the car were like, I don't know. I ain't seen nothing, but y'all in the car together. Nobody saw Oh, gosh. Right. We all know y'all saw something, but we get it. There's a code. I mean, here's, like, here's, I don't care. And when it comes to law enforcement, I'm telling. Like, I'm letting y'all know when right I, now. I'm going home. I'm fucking <laughs> dead. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I'm, I'm I, he said, home. I am snitching. I do not care. <laughs> they, they, I will be at the front of the line so quick. I'm like, I'm I'm what dead. you need? I love it. You sing like Address, a bird. Phone number, cell phone number, mom and dad, cell phone numbers. 
place of employment. <laughs> he ain't working right now. He's getting the stimulus. He's good to get. Nah, no. Yeah, it's pandemic. He got laid off I last week from the grocery store. So he's at home. <laughs> I'm going to tell you everything. Everything that I know. Everything about the situation. Like, I, yeah. And he wears a yeah. size 11 and a half sneaker. So there you go. No, I I agree. And then I also don't appreciate how just kind of like, I mean, what I, I get, I, it, it is what it is. Cancel culture, whatever. But he's been getting more and more kind of like attention again lately. And I'm just over it. I'm over like seeing it. And I really would love to know what really happened. Like, I think into that point, and I want to lump the baby and Tory Lanez together a little bit on this. So it's like, we don't really know what happened with the whole shooting situation. Mm -hmm. Like something happened. Okay. Like the police are involved. Something happened. Okay. Um, And I just think that at the end of the day, regardless if he shot her, hit her, I don't know, maybe he was a part of the reason why she got shot. Maybe Kelsey shot her. Who knows what happens, but something happened. And the biggest issue with the both of them is they are unwilling and unable to take accountability for their part in their actions. It's like, let me double down on being an asshole because I didn't do it. Fuck that bitch, that bitch lying. Let me write a whole diss record about how she's nothing, how she's all these nasty things. Let me team up with the baby who has been good friends with her for and been making a lot of money and, Mu- and making music together. Her, you know? Yeah. Let me team up with him and and then let me like come to a festival that I shouldn't be at because there's a restraint. Like it's just so like you're doing a lot to prove that you are the bad guy here. Innocent. Like, you've not done anything to prove to us that you didn't do anything wrong. Because I'm like, also your track record, Tori leads me to believe more so that you shot her than it doesn't like we know you're abusive to women we know this we've heard this you also have a ton of other like violent like i want to say like gun charges like he has a bunch of like gun like felony gun charges i would also outside of that i didn't yeah i would also like previous to this that megan is a big woman and tori yes small man Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> he he's fought Travis Scott. Like you guys, like he's super violent. Like he's, he's the type Travis of he's Scott. got a he's got a very quick temper. Yeah, he, he's got as, as most little, little guys syndrome. do. <clears throat> yes, they yeah. I was gonna say all right. Yeah, I was like, is this syndrome. is this the kind of crowd that I could say that in? But no, for sure. Oh. I just feel like he's doubling down. He's like, Yeah, like I want to prove to everybody, but I'm like, I've not you've not proved anything to me but that you are the bad guy that everybody has made you yeah. out to be. I said less, less is more. Right? That's what I said. Less yes. Is more. I mean, you say okay, and here's the thing. And also, this I find completely insane is the whole uh, Jay Z Illuminati narrative. Like, can we please oh, like? Yeah. Stop oh, this because and, she's with Jay Z. Yeah, she's made. Yeah, she's in. She's in with the Black Illuminati and Jay Z. Oh, and Beyonce. Jesus. Have, have cults under um, Times Square where they have a secret society and oh. And now that Kanye is estranged uh, from his ex-wife, he's back in the fold. And so wait, we know where mind. this we know where this <laughs> is located at. It's underneath Times Square, but yet we can't we can't locate. It? I'm sorry, what? No, no, no it's, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a heck of a conspiracy, yeah. right? You know, it's it's I don't know. <laughs> I haven't I have it's so funny I just remember like you know middle school high school all that conspiracy stuff about the Illuminati and them was was so big and then I feel like I don't hear anything else about like you know what I mean I feel like it just kind of went dead after that I'm like is it the is it the teens that are keeping that alive or is that like a real thing you just need to peruse reddit a little bit yeah I was gonna say right God, I stay off of reddit man for that reason <laughs> because like I said, if you if you want to see like I'm like Reddit has me conv- Reddit has me convinced that you know John Bonet is still alive somewhere and that OJ didn't do it that it was like you know what I mean this is this that's the kind of stuff that you can find on oh. Reddit and I'm just like oh, totally if, if, you, if you want to throw <laughs> the rest of your life away just pick any conspiracy and go to Reddit uh, and, and find that subreddit and I guarantee you you will not leave your computer you will just I'm sit telling there, you right you have new theories right. And, um, We're gonna, John F. Kennedy never died. That was a that was a decoy. If you just want to sit in your basement and poop socket, you know, for a couple of hours, <laughs> go for it, man. Like it is all there. Like 
You know, OJ didn't do it. It was his son the whole time. OJ was just trying to cover up for the boy because, you know, he didn't mm-hmm. like Nicole. Yeah, see, that's something. Yeah. How? No, that didn't happen like that. I mean, like, well, really, you know, dude, really quick. John so, Bonet is actually just a, a child. She's actually a model now. She was actually grown up. Uh, she was taken away by the family, uh, sold away because, you know, and, you know, you can just do this. It is so easy. I can right, <laughs> literally I could create a conspiracy theory and it'll and I'll make it make sense. Oh, hey, that's probably what a lot of people on Reddit do. There's probably some right. people out there with a lot of good facts, but a lot of it's like, no, this is what I think happened. It's like fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it's, it's fan fiction for real life events. That's, that's exactly what it is. Fan fiction for real life events. Because and that's the that's the juicy part about conspiracies is because these small breadcrumbs of truth that are like layered around it. Because plenty of things are plausible, but do they mean that they're possible? Like that's literally, yeah. I listened to this. I've been listening to this like crime junkie podcast, and I've just kind of been listening to a bunch of like backlogs. And I don't pay I wasn't like really paying attention to what episode that I was on. And then at the end of this one episode, they were like, and also if you couldn't tell, April Fools, like all of this, they had created this entire the entire episode was not a real story. It was about some like, yeah, it was about some like and they had all kinds of like names and dates and art. Like I was like, are you serious? And it was a really good episode. And I was like, see, no, y'all really just lied to me about th- about this. And I ate it up. I it ate it. a short story. I <laughs> ate it all up. I mean, it's like crazy when you think about it. Like the, like the first time I can remember this actually like happening was like back in what was it? The 40s or like or 50s where Orson Welles and War of the Worlds when he's on the radio. And people literally thought that the aliens it was were happening. invading. And oh, yeah, That's no, it's right. Just an audio story. But people were losing their shit. I remember that. That was dangerous. You know, and 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 that's that's why I think like I love the internet. Uh, the internet has given me so many joys um, in this <laughs> life, but it's also set me up for just like some of the worst parts of reality. Um, yeah, and 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 that's and that's the really dangerous part about the internet because whatever subset, whatever closet, whatever door you choose to unlock, you have all the keys. Like, they're right there. There's not a door that is locked to you. And to some degree, that is a great thing for, like, things like this, information, sharing ideas. But then there's the crust of society that those doors need to be <laughs> bolted shut and never open again. Absolutely. It is, it is, it is a cornucopia of just just the worst parts of humanity. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You can find just about <laughs> anything. Literally. I don't try. I try not to search too much crazy stuff. Same. <laughs> no, we um, we used to play a game, and it's like one of those things that uh, once you've opened Pandora's box, you like it's closed. Mm-hmm. But like everything that I've seen is still there. Um, we used to play uh, Reddit roulette and just try to find like the, uh-huh. the worst things to try to break our brains. And to this day, I wish that I never engaged in any of that because. <laughs> Some I'm just <laughs> for no reason and I have a, um, a remembrance of something that I saw and it's just like the worst thing all over oh, again. Oh no. So I advise anyone like stay off of Reddit and all right. yeah, don't do that. You heard him. Stay <laughs> off of Reddit guys. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> so what do you guys got coming up in the future? We are actually recording our 100th episode this week so that's a big big feet in the podcasting you world. sound so exhausted <laughs> i am oh gosh and i would say that we've actually recorded way more than 100 yeah. episodes but um we've done a lot of like event stuff too and i don't i don't personally count those so this is our 100th episode we've been real consistent the past two years and we're so excited to be here so we'll be dropping that this thursday um and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about, like, lessons learned, favorite episodes, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, that's, I'm like, that's really it. Like, I feel We've like I've got I've a couple to get here for a minute. 
I know, same, same. But we've got it. Like we've been really busy this this year. I feel like with being consistent with um having guests on our show. You know, like Absolutely. Shantae Shantae mentioned earlier. A lot of the times, her and I align in in our in our views and thoughts. And so we've really been trying to get people from different you know backgrounds, um, different you know. Um, we we especially love having like men on our show uh, to offer their perspective and insights and stuff. So we've been really busy trying to get different kinds of um, people like that on our show and also featuring on other people's shows to help and expand our audience and our brand. Yeah. So we've been busy. That's what's up. And yeah, to, to your credit, what you're saying, like a lot of people don't realize, like um, I'm up to, I think 50 some odd episodes, uh, but I've recorded way more. Like someone going to trash. Like there are mm-hmm. episodes that nobody will ever hear uh, <laughs> yeah. on my own, just saying crazy stuff. Uh, and you go back and listen, you're like, Maybe I'll just, you know, I'll shelf that one. Um, <laughs> I might throw something together like a like a outtakes clip and I'll throw that up on the pod though. But that is really an amazing accomplishment uh, to get to a hundred to show the pers- perseverance and the commitment to you know putting out content uh, at, a, at a steady clip. Because, like I said, you can speak to this um, doing this on your own grassroots, starting it from the bottom up. It is a lot more work especially if you mm-hmm. want to do like quality content. Like that's the one thing is like my first couple episodes. Yeah. I started recording on my cell phone, but to get better, I started bringing in now you know, whole audio setup, better mics, you know, yeah. all that. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't, you don't even want to talk about our first episode. <laughs> yeah. All I you definitely... hear, all you hear is tapping the whole time. <laughs> um, I was going to say that quality that, that is the, the piece there. I think like we went through so many different transitions trying to get to where we are now with our podcast. And um, yeah, quality has always been that number one thing that's like, mm, okay, so like now we know not to type in the middle of the recording, but like maybe we should get microphones because this headphone setup we got isn't really the best. And then mm-hmm. it's like you get, you get mics and it's like, okay, we're doing the editing on the back end ourselves. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not like an actual audio editor. So just like building upon everything that we learn and growing. And I think that that's like the biggest um, or that's the best part of making it to a hundred episodes. It's just kind of like we're at a hundred and where we are now and is so far from where we started. Exactly. And we're just <laughs> getting better. And I think that's what I love about it is that it's just like, here we are at a hundred. Let's see where we're at. Come 200, you know, just yeah. what, what are the next hundred episodes have in store for us? Yeah. Yeah, that that is true. Like the the growth is like the really um, the best part about it because you go back and you listen to how many times I said like or how many times I said uh or just I'm a constant um 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 um. That's one of the one things that I've 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 made a commitment to. It's like I will go in, I do a little audio correction on the back end, but. If I biff a word or if I mispronounce something, that stays in. Like I, I don't care. Like, um, mm-hmm. I believe I was calling the like general, um, well, yeah, the uh, the GM of the Chicago Bears. I was calling him a pedophile when I was really talking about um, the other Epstein, not Theo Epstein. <laughs> for, oh my god! <laughs> for a whole episode, I was calling this this man a pedophile. <laughs> But, you know, that's in there. Um, and that's what I learned from to get better. And that's why people are here. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, so if you ladies have anything you want to plug, your social medias, websites, what you got coming up, now is the time because everyone here, I know they want to know where they can get more content from you guys. Absolutely. So follow us on Instagram at the way Jazz and Tay. And then you can follow us on Twitter at the way JT. You can also follow us, well, not follow us, but you can find our website, which is thewayjtpod.com. And did I say, oh, YouTube, just search The Way with Jazz and Tay. And um, we actually really do appreciate your guys' support. You know, like, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but we are trying to get to a thousand followers by our hundredth episode. Um, So definitely find us, look for us and follow us. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell everyone, follow us. Okay. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Yeah. As we all know, this is Wednesday when you guys are hearing this. I'm recording this in the past. Oh, perfect. Present. So this goes up Wednesday. Y'all hundreds comes out Thursday. So hopefully exactly. I can push some people in that direction. For yes. That tomorrow. Episode. <laughs> talk in the forward sense. Like we can do that because we're in the past. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yes, this has been No Room to Talk podcast. I've been your host, Shaman. Along with me today, from the way with Jazz and Tay has been Jazz and Tay. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And as always, people, remember, like, subscribe, follow. You know all the places that you can come to find me and the things that you want to hear about and the things that you don't want to hear about because those are the things that I want to talk about so we can do this thing every Wednesday coming at you like this. <laughs> Appreciate you. Holla. <laughs>